Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. In Louisiana, two police officers are shot, a child is killed, and two others are wounded after a violent fight turns deadly. In Arizona, a woman is arrested for an attempted poisoning after pouring chlorine in her husband's coffee. And Mike makes a horrible attempt to square up his short wheat story debacle with bad jokes and an even worse story aimed at his much more popular and good-looking co-host, not named Woody Everton. These stories and more are coming at you today. Wednesday, August 9th on Real Life Real Crime Daily, and I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. And the, the punches are flying early today. <laughs> oh, you weren't yeah, expecting that? Yeah, no, I didn't see mm-hmm. that one coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I thought for a second about, we, we share stories the day before, guys, so that we don't come in here, all of us, with the same stories. And, uh, and uh, I contemplated hiding that one and throwing in a false story because I, I thought Jim might try to get at me early and damn it, I should have done that because he, he, gotcha. he came after me. Um, I, I want to thank a couple of audience members for providing some, uh, some clarity on a couple of things. The first, unfortunately, guys, we're not going to get rich on a fentanyl uh, test uh, idea because according to Angela Thomas, Fentanyl test strips have been a thing for a number of years out in the market. Um, and actually, if they they are there, that's a really good thing. I, I don't think it's gotten a lot of publicity out there. I've never really heard of that, which is why we thought we were such uh, geniuses the other day when we uh, when we came up with it. But seems like something everybody ought to have around. Yeah. You know, if uh, you can just get them at a at a pharmacy It'd be a great thing to to make sure you have in a uh, in a first aid kit. The other one was thank you to Judy Bennett Serpus for clarifying for me what a spank bank is. And <laughs> somebody actually sent that. To yeah, me. she did. And uh, I want to just read quickly from uh, uh, from it. Yeah. So she says a spank bank is a mental collection of visual images one stores in one's mind to remember later for purposes of self pleasure see masturbation so <laughs> i got it now and i kind of thought that's yeah. what you meant in the moment but uh didn't know that was official terminology out there with yeah. the definition and everything so that's for those uh, ignorant to the ways of spank banks as i was uh, we are now in the know hey i i, I want to talk about something real quick uh because that i didn't respond uh um you know lifers out there that or in the crew page and and then the app. Y'all um, saw me on Sunday when when that crash occurred, and I was fortunate enough. You know, the car was on fire, and I was able to pull the passenger out. Uh, the driver, I believe, he was deceased already. By the time I turned around and run back to my truck, the, the car pretty much just blew up. And uh, I was able to confirm yesterday. I haven't updated any, anything. First of all, I'm all right. I hurt my foot, no big deal. Um, but the driver did, I mean, I, I confirmed with the sheriff's office, he definitely was deceased in the car. And um, 
the passenger pulled out was airlifted. They weren't sure where and they weren't sure of his status. So, you know, I asked everybody for prayers and I laid off of social media, um, you know, till the next day or whatever. So just giving y'all an update and thank you for all your responses and everything else and for everybody that prayed up on it. Absolutely. Well, and that's our man Woody getting out and doing something when a bunch of people were standing around watching what was happening. Uh, I just, you know, it's, I don't know. The, uh, Instinct the, after right, so many years. I certainly didn't think about it. I thought about it a lot afterwards, right? But uh, what could have gone wrong? But the, at least the passenger, he may not be alive now, but he was alive. He didn't burn to death in that car. So mm-hmm. that's, that's it. All right, well, let's get into some crime time. Crime time. We're going to take you to Lafayette, Louisiana. I used to live there. That's where I went to. Uh, USL. Yep. Two Lafayette police officers were shot Saturday night after they responded to calls of a fight in Lafayette. Three other people were also injured in the gunfire. One has now died. Around 2.14 a.m. Saturday, officers arrived at the scene of a fight and located the people they believed had been involved. Officers were engaged in gunfire by the suspect. The suspect was able to return fire and strike two uniformed uh, Lafayette Police Department officers. A third Lafayette Police Department officer returned fire. Three other people were also injured in the gunfire, including an adult female and two children. One of the children did later die at the hospital. The suspect was also wounded. The other victims remain in critical condition and continue to receive medical treatment. Both officers were shot multiple times, and we did have an update on that, that one of the officers uh, has been released, thank God, from the hospital. He's currently recovering at home. The other officer is still recovering in the hospital. Wow. Angels on heroes on I don't know what the world's coming to it's, it's every day you know and these that's right and these police officers go out on calls they never know what you know this was a fight I mean a more dangerous call than maybe right. if you you're getting called to get a cat out of a tree right. but uh but they sure don't go out there expecting to get shot at and have to have to get in a shootout with people right it's just horrible that uh you just never know what you're going into as a police yeah, officer. And, and prayers for them and prayers for the children that get killed. Amen. Yeah, it's yeah. just craziness. I don't know. And are there's they, no. Are they wearing Kevlar these days? Absolutely. Oh, so, absolutely. So yeah. if they got shot, they got shot somewhere outside the the vest coverage area. Well, they could have got shot in the vest, too. And, and when you get shot in the vest, you're still going to get broken ribs or whatever. It's just. Not going to penetrate. And they were shot multiple times. So it could have been, you know, one in the arm and one in the vest. And, you know, it didn't, uh, they haven't released a whole lot of details. They haven't released details yet on on the child and where that bullet came from, whether Mm -hmm. that was the suspect shooting at them. Uh, It's just a horrible, awful situation where it appears a couple of kids got in the the line of fire there. Yeah. Crazy. I don't know. Prayers for them, too. Yeah, um, all right, y'all. Let me take you to Arizona. And an Arizona woman is accused of attempting to poison her husband, who was a U.S. Army airman. And I don't get that. Um, at least when I was in the Army, we didn't have airmen. But the uh, a U.S. Army airman, by pouring chlorine into his coffee, um, Melody 
Johnson, 39, was arrested and charged with attempted first-degree murder, ag assault, and adding harmful substance to food, drink, or medicine. She is being held on a $250,000 bond. Johnson and her husband, Roby, have a child together and are going through a divorce. Imagine that. Roby began to notice his coffee tasted odd while he was drinking a cup in March when the family was stationed in Germany. He drank the coffee for two or three weeks before purchasing pool testing strips to determine what was wrong with it. Now, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say something. The, the, the you know, chlorine, it's distinct. It smells like chlorine. Yeah. Uh, or bleach smells like bleach. I never tell you the story about had a, a four year old that poison or, or put bleach in their two year or one and a half year old's bottle. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know how the hell you. I had to have coffee that bad, but he drank, <laughs> he drank the coffee. Uh, That's crazy. Before purchasing those test strips, but he first tested the tap water, which reportedly came back normal. But after conducting te- the test on his coffee, he discovered the drink contained high levels of chlorine. Um, Roby pretended to drink the coffee while stationed in Germany and waited until the family moved back to Tucson this summer to alert authorities because he did not want to report his findings in Europe. Mm, okay. When the family returned to the U.S., Roby set up a camera inside their temporary housing in a hotel room near Davis uh, Monthan Air Force Base. This is going to be Air Force, y'all, not Army, to observe his wife's behavior, and the camera captured her pouring bleach into his coffee. On July 6th, he filed a report with the Tucson police, but the police did not follow up because the video allegedly did not clearly show what liquid his wife was pouring into his drink. I don't get that either. <laughs> Prompting Roby to set up a second camera disguised as a fire alarm. After the family moved into the permanent home on July 7th, Roby installed the cameras in that residence, and Roby returned to the police department on July 18th and gave him the uh, other video evidence, and the new footage showed his wife pouring bleach into the coffee machine oh. before brewing, and she was then detained. When police searched the home, they found the coffee machine smelled like bleach. Officers also discovered a small container inside her personal bathroom. They said she could have contained bleach, and the couple had separate had separate bedrooms and bathrooms, according to court documents. Crazy, right? How do you live with a person you know is trying to kill you for that period of time? Because at any point, she could have decided, well, shit, this ain't working. I need to go to plan B. I mean, plan B could have been the pitchfork from the guy last week. Hang him and make it look like a hang-in. That might be a little bit more to that story. That's for yeah, and then yeah, you bring and then you bring a video to the cops and they go, eh, that's yeah, not good enough. Yeah, yeah, that's I can't not tell that us. that's bleach. I'd be like, I want to speak to your supervisor, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> hey, people, you remember this? Even the cops all have to answer to somebody. If you don't like the answer you get, ask to speak to the supervisor. Yeah, that would have been an answer I wouldn't have liked. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, have, I wouldn't. Uh, have. Look, dude, I've dodged her across yeah. <laughs> two continents <laughs> and fifty cups yeah, of coffee. I don't uh, get it. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well. uh the Real Life Real Crime Daily I-Team is back on the case tracking cybercrime. All right. And we have a very interesting one from a place I never thought to think there would be cybercrime. Are you allowed to report from there? I am allowed to report right. from here. So the question is, how smart is your smart toilet? Uh, Don't know if anybody out there has a smart toilet, but if you do, it's time to give a shit. <laughs> Get it? Yeah. Yes. That wasn't a hard one. 
A new generation of Americans are saying goodbye to the expense, cleanliness, limitations, and environmental effects of toilet paper and embracing these smart toilets. The Japanese have been at the forefront of toilet technology, and a Japanese smart toilet is the peak of bathroom luxury. So a lot of high-end construction going Mm -hmm. on with these things. They were – this just shows you how phony Los Angeles is. Angeles is. This it, it clean, on it steroids. It, okay. it 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 has features you couldn't even imagine. These things are uh, first time I saw one. I was the at Paul Anka's house, <laughs> a singer nobody's heard of because he's about ninety now, but he's still out there touring. And I went in the bathroom and I saw this thing and I was like, oh my god! You sit on it and it's warm, mm. and you have like fifty controls on. Uh, from the bidet nozzle on what you wanted to do, what areas you wanted to hit. Uh, amazing, really? but really confusing too. The first time you, it's too you, complicated. You, you said on one, it's it, it's it's a little bit complicated. But you know the standard the standard features <laughs> on these kinds of toilets are warm water spray, heated seats, temperature control, a warm air dryer, adjustable nozzles, oscillating nozzles, deodorizer. Uh, motorized seat uh, lids, automatic flushing, wireless remote controls are just uh, kind of the norm in, yeah, in features on these things. They wouldn't things. want to live in my account. <laughs> so <laughs> the, uh, the top-of-the-line model, a Toto NeoRest, retails for $5,390. Yeah. Yeah, and it that. delivers all of those features. Also has LED lighting, which, which you need LED lighting for. Uh best-in-class cleansing and drying performance, pre-misting, and a full gamut of luxury bidet features. And of course, yes, you can control your new smart toilet from either an Android or iOS app. But, not B-U-T-T, but, but B-U-T, but, there's a problem. Anyone can control one of these toilets by downloading the same app. So, when they designed these babies, nobody thought anyone would be interested in hacking someone else's Lord. smart toilet, right? So security wasn't necessarily one of the key features they, the design engineers were concerned about. After all, why would you need toilet security? The password protocols for these apps limited them to three or at best four character codes. A three or four character code represents a simple challenge for a determined toilet hacker. The toilet uses Bluetooth to receive instructions via the app, but the pin code for every model is preset at either three or four zeros. And most purchasers choose not to personalize their code any further. So basically, if you think someone's got one of these and you can get in Bluetooth range, uh, Bluetooth range of their toilet and you've downloaded the app, chances are you're going to be able to control their toilet. Yeah, that sounds like if somebody's trying to do that, they need to get another fucking hobby. <laughs> so, well... <laughs> Well, manufacturers are scrambling now to retrofit or or fix this flaw. Experts say toilet hackers are causing significant problems for smart toilet owners across Europe, Japan, and even now in the United States. The most common hack, the hacker causes the to- in, in the most common hack, the hacker causes the toilet to repeatedly flush, raising the water usage and therefore utility cost to the owner. So you're just trying to screw with someone and cost them a bunch of money. In many cases, owners are unaware of this increase in water usage until a bill arrives, or they may go through multiple billing cycles before they identify it. Hackers are also remotely opening and closing the lids. 
activating the bidet or air dry functions, causing discomfort or distress. Toilet security expert Graham Pooley told the BBC that a prankster in the Bristol area, quote, was able to trick his neighbors into thinking their toilet was possessed and its lid began opening and shutting uncontrollably in the middle of the night. Several times they called local police over, and each time the police arrived, the hacker stopped opening and closing the lid while they were present. The police became quite sure the neighbors were crazy. Ultimately, uh, that family had that toilet removed, and guess who was able to purchase it from them for 30 cents on the dollar? The neighbor who had been hacking it. Police said people don't have a clear understanding of the power of some of these high-end smart toilets. One of the biggest concerns is around the issue of bidet function. The high and toilet jets can deliver water pressure levels consistent with garden hoses. The bidet features can also be controlled by the app. I can assure you there are a few surprises quite so surprising as being anally power washed without warning. So if you are in the market for one of these babies, be aware. If you have one and it's been app and acting strangely, you may have a neighbor or friend who has hacked in and is playing some jokes on you. Thank you, Cyber Team. Totally get the LED lights though, because you wake up in the middle of the night, you don't have to turn on all the lights in the bathroom to, you know, take That's a piss. You just lift the toilet and the lights come around the bowl, and mm-hmm. you can aim properly. Or you just pee everywhere and have somebody clean up later. There you, go. you can do that too. I like to. Not, not I like it. to think that I, I, I'm a. You know, I can go in the darkness and be dead eyed dick. <laughs> You're, you're not. You the listen mo- for the sound of the water, and <laughs> as you're moving you around, hear, you hear it in the side. You're like, oh shit! You hear clean as shit. Yeah, not not in the market for a five thousand nah. dollar toilet. You nah. blame nah. it on nah. your son. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love that. You sound like, it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astapro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24 hour over the counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this, and you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astapro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those roads, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Astapro and go. Looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? I was too, and then I tried Recess Mood. Recess Mood replaced that after-dinner alcoholic beverage for me, so I saw a difference in both my mood and my belly. It's made with real fruit, 
It is only 20 calories and it contains no added sugar. Recess Mood is infused with functional ingredients like mood lifting magnesium and stress balancing adaptogens so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangovers. Recess Mood tastes great too and comes in four different flavors. My favorite flavor is the Strawberry Rose. So whether you need a moment away from the errands, work, and kids, or you just need a moment to chill during dinnertime chaos, Recess Mood is where it's at whenever you need to relax and unwind. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash RLRC and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Uh, This is a... Pretty crazy storm I'm about to tell you guys and gals listening out there. And it is about a suspect who is finally arrested after losing his finger in a sword fight oh, in a home invasion. God. Yes. Uh, a suspect whose finger was cut off with a sword by a home invasion victim way back in 2006 was finally captured and charged this mm-hmm. week. It was the fingerprints on the cutoff digit he left behind that fingered him, oh, for lack of God. a better term, mm-hmm. as the suspect. Torrance Stewart, 45, is in the Shelby County Jail in Memphis, Tennessee, charged with four counts each of aggravated robbery and attempted aggravated robbery, plus a burglary charge. Eight men were asleep inside a house on the night of November 4th, 2006, when two men armed with handguns kicked in the door. I'd like to see their face when eight people stood up. Even when you got handguns, it's like, ruh-roh. They fired shots and demanded money from the men. Cash and wallets were taken from four of the men. One of the victims was pistol-whipped, dragged unconscious into a front room. But the suspects may have brought guns to a sword fight. Mm-mm. Police say the unconscious victim regained consciousness, armed himself with a long saber-type sword, and fought back, cutting off one of the suspect's fingers. The two suspects ran out of the house, firing shots as they left. Police collected the finger, inked it, and identified Stewart as the owner through a database of people arrested in Shelby County. Uh. While the identification was made just two days after the crime, a warrant in a warrant issued a few days later, it took almost 17 years wow. for Stewart to be taken into custody, and it's not clear why. He's set for a court hearing on Monday. Records show Stewart pled guilty to selling crack in 2005, was sentenced to four months on that case. He was also sentenced on an aggravated robbery charge in 1996, and was let he, it be a lesson not to bring a gun to a sword. Was fight. he missing a finger when they booked him in? <laughs> Because <laughs> if he had all his fingers, he was. the defense attorney's going to have a field day with that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how about that? That's some crazy shit, man. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, and how did they not pursue him after uh, that? Maybe they just yeah, he might have just stayed under the radar, but you always say you can't outrun the paper, people. Sooner or later, your warrants will catch up with you. So... But yeah. the next time he got arrested, he got printed. Wouldn't they have? Shouldn't they have seen? Mm, I don't think he was record? arrested since. The, yeah. Oh, I thought it said he was. No, he, he two thousand five in nineteen ninety six. He was arrested. This took place in two thousand. When he lost his finger, he lost his his uh, drive to do whatever illegal crimes. Now let me tell you about a, a guy that never lost his drive to do illegal crimes. A convicted felon in Florida was arrested for the twenty. 20- Fifth time in Putnam County on Friday. East 
Resident Casey Judd Howe, 49, was charged with first-degree felony trafficking in meth and possession of firearm by a convicted felon on Friday night. Putnam County Sheriff's Office announced that their deputies tracked the suspect down to a sequestered property in Flagler County. With the assistance of Flagler County deputies and after an extensive search of the property, Howe was arrested on his warrants for first-degree felony trafficking in methamphetamines and possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. As a little added bonus, the owner of the property had an unrelated warranty for his arrest, police added. Howe's first Putnam County arrest was in 1992, according to online records. Most of his arrests were related to drugs or driving. In his latest arrest in Putnam County was in 2015 when he was booked for possession of meth. And he was charged with selling synthetic narcotics the year before. 25 times. That's enough. And the studies show uh, males grow out of their criminal behavior, usually by age 24. If they don't get out of it by then, then they're going to continue it. This dude, obviously, he's 49 years old, been arrested 25 times. Right. David Anthony Burns, murder Courtney Coco, had 37 prior arrests. And, and Jesus so Christ. None, what, they go away for 12 months at a time, 18 months at a time? And not long enough. That dude <sighs> needs to be locked up forever. Well, this time now, he'll, hopefully, right? That will be a longer one, right? Uh, a lot of you may have seen the video online for this story. It's uh, It's been out there pretty heavily over the last uh, couple of days. We've covered quite a few of these kinds of stories recently from the Lululemon clerks who were let go for violating company policy by pursuing shoplifters to the woman who was let go from the C-store where she worked for 17 years because she made glancing contact with a cigarette thief to the bodega owner who shot an innocent man in the back. I mean, it's Every day we're doing another story similar to this, and uh, and we've taken deep dives into the statistics in cities like Chicago and Philadelphia and uh, and San Francisco, uh, where numbers on the crimes like these uh, keep uh, keep exploding. So since many 7-Eleven stores are owned by franchisees who pay 7-Eleven for the brand rights but operate independently, they are free to implement their own strategies regarding shoplifting. One such 7-Eleven sits in Stockton, California, where two workers took matters into their own hands when a man tried to steal a trash can full of cigarettes. So he took one of those one of those huge uh, cans that a, a custodian might right. use in a school right. and literally is just raking stuff off the shelves, cigarettes, uh, vapes, all of that kind of stuff into, uh, into this thing. And, and a bystander is videoing it and doing play-by-play. As it's happening. So in the video, you can see the robber kind of sauntering through the store and with his 20 gallon trash trash can. He nonchalantly grabs fistfuls of tobacco products, uh, like I said, tosses them into the bin. Uh, and uh, and off camera, you can hear the workers pleading with him to stop. You can hear the bystander say, just let him go. There ain't nothing you can do. And uh, and then hear him say back to the thief, they're not going to do anything. Just get, you know, get what you're getting and get out of here. At one point, the bystander asks if the guy will get him a swisher. Mm. Um, a uh, uh, One of the workers goes on the offense when the thief tries to go past him and orders him to move out of the way. The video shows that employee grabbing the thief, tackling him down to the ground, while his colleague begins to attack him with what either looks like a broom handle or a rod, some kind of uh, of lengthy stick. And you can, on the video, see this guy 
hit him 23 times. And I mean roundhouse, take big uh, big shots at the guy to where the thief is on the floor screaming, okay, okay, that's enough, uh, you know, begging for uh, for mercy. Just as the worker eases up, the, his coworker comes over and punches the guy and uh, and knocks over the, the whole trash bin with everything. Uh, that's called whooping your ass, whoop his ass, get him, the bystander who's taking the video says, before asking the thief if he's ready to give up. Yeah, I'm done, the robber says. I'm going, uh, I'm ready to go. In spite of the surrender, the guy with the stick still uh, goes and hits him two more times. No more, no more, the cameraman says. In subsequent videos shared by the bystander, the employees contemplate calling the police on the thief but opt to let him walk out empty-handed. <laughs> that beats that ass. <laughs> the, the bystander walks behind the counter and urges the workers to, uh, to let the man uh, free before berating the man himself, ordering him to not come back to the 7-Eleven or to try stealing again. The thief claims he was beaten so badly that he can't stand up or walk out on his own until a bystander calls his bluff and says, you better walk tonight. And uh, the guy gets up, and on the way out, the guy asks if he can have a soda. And and they say, no, get the F out. Uh, 7-Eleven has not responded to a massive number of media requests on this as of yet. The video of the failed robbery and beating has gone viral, and Stockton police are now investigating uh, the clerks on this thing. While California law gives homeowners a right to confront an intruder with deadly force, the right does not extend to a commercial property. That distinction could ultimately lead to felony assault charges to these clerks. We find out uh, later that the uh, that the guy has been in there and robbed the store several times and was armed. You saw him go to his waist a couple of times in the video. You don't ever see a weapon, so it's not clear what that weapon is. Uh, but uh, but the bystander is saying and and uh, the clerks that the guy was armed. So we'll see what what they get uh, what they get charged with. But man, I mean, this is every night yeah. another one of these uh, yeah. these kinds of stories. Which actually, I did see a report. I don't remember what news source it was, but it was a might have been CBS or something. But they showed these uh, locks at uh, some of these California uh, Walgreens. It was pretty crazy. They got like like chained the whole freezer padlocks. Yeah, it's insane. But anyway, we'll move on to the next story. And I want to tell y'all this is this is funny. And we're not picking on Mike again, but I got to share this story with y'all. So. I find a story yesterday about an otter, and it's freaking amazing. And I'm about to tell y'all about it. Mike sends an email, and he says, "He says, wait a minute, otter, Woody did the last otter story. <laughs> you should let Woody do." Well, no, this wait, what he said story. is, "I've had the story for two days. I'm saving it for Woody because he did the 841 story." So, so he. <laughs> So when we cover stories, I guess we. You're you, the I gave you, you the otter man. Right, right, right. You can you I can still have, want to know what they taste like. You, you can, can have bears, Jim. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Since you've got Southeast Asia and he's got South America, you can Woody have. Covers uh, otters. Uh, what he's what you he was cover, the otter guy. You cover shark. I'm shark. Right? I'm the shark guy. <laughs> so I'm gonna tell you this otter story anyway. Uh, and, hey, I, but it actually is pretty crazy. A rare attack by a river otter in southern Montana injures three women. Flo- 
exploding on inner tubes mm. and inflicted wounds serious enough that one victim had to be airlifted to the hospital. The attack happened near the town of Cardwell on a remote stretch of the Jefferson River, a tributary of the Missouri River. It's popular with fishermen, recreational floaters, or what we call in the South, tubing. Tubing. That's right. We call it tubing, recreational you know, floaters. the great thing about tubing <laughs> You have that two free ice chest, and everybody drinks, and you're in the water for eight hours. Yeah. Nobody ever gets out to pee. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yellow River by pee freely. Totally true. At least one otter swam up to the adult women, and women were able to get to the shore where one of them called 911. Now, listen to this. One woman's wounds on her hands and face uh, and arms were so severe that a helicopter was had was needed to fly her mm-hmm. out. The other had injuries to their arm. It's just not something you run into very often. This from wildlife officials. Bears do it. Moose too, and occasionally even a deer. But otters? That's not normal. Uh, wildlife and fisheries also said one of the women saw two otters beforehand, and it was unclear how many were involved in the attack. Northern River otters are members of the weasel family and can reach up to 20 pounds, as heavy as a small dog. I didn't realize they could get that large. And up to 47 inches long. They primarily eat fish, but they can use their teeth and claws to bite and scratch. If folks are attacked by an otter, our recommended response is to fight back, get away, and get out of the water. This from the state of Montana Wildlife and Fisheries Uh, Department. Captain fucking obvious. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Otters tearing your ass up. Just stay in the water and hang out with it. Fight back. Uh, Warning signs were posted uh, along access points along the Jefferson River in the area of the attack. Uh, I can't imagine what you would think if you're tubing down the the beautiful Montana River and you see signs that say, watch out for otter attacks. That's crazy. Uh, But there will be no efforts to catch or remove any of the animals because it's believed it was a defensive attack. Uh, Two years ago, a 12-year-old boy on an inner tube was attacked but not seriously hurt by an otter on Montana's Big Hole River. So, look, otters are fighting back. That's crazy. What are you doing in our river? I don't see you know and why that story would have been great if Woody did it. Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a mean that's a, that's a mean story, ass right? little I just don't otter. Want to yeah. lock Woody into otters yeah. for the rest of his life. Yeah. After that story, it's kind of like when you get type, stay away from otters. You get typecasted for for the movies. We don't want to typecast. Yeah, that's right. Woody the <laughs> otters. Uh, the I still want them for what they taste like. But other than that. You're more than Darth Vader. Yeah. Eight forty one should fight one, that guy. They, we should, you know, get the two of them together yeah, and just one, see. One being, I think eight forty one was much bigger though. That's uh, a, surfboards. That's a little... The other one eats tubes, evidently. But the so my phone keeps going off, y'all. Um, it's a lifer uh, has Midlands vinyl from South Carolina that um, they they've been doing their TikTok lives and they've been playing real life real crime in the background. She's getting everybody to. to uh, to listen to us anyway so anyway, shout out to y'all all right look i'm gonna take it to the next story um oh yeah this is tough it's real life real crime a 10 year old boy was found dead in a garbage can in rock island illinois last week in the garage of his mom's home and the mom now faces charges um the rock island police department launched a probe into a suspicious death last wednesday Police found Zion Staples' body at a home after being in the trash for seven months. Oh, my God. 
According to ABC7, the child's mother, Sushi Staples, 37, is being charged with a concealment of a death, failure to report the death of a child under 13, and obstruction of justice. The body was concealed in a garbage bin inside a garage. Rock Island coroner uh, Brian Gustafson conducted the autopsy and said the preliminary results indicate that the boy's death is suspicious. Due to the extreme uh, initiation of the investigation, no further information will be available at this time. A neighbor said she wondered why the police took so long to locate the boy and what clue led them to his discovery. I had a dead raccoon in my backyard, and we put it in a garbage can, and I mean in a garbage bag, and then put it in a garbage can, she said, and I couldn't even stand the smell waiting for garbage day. So I can't imagine that with the wind directions that nobody would smell that. A woman whose tip led authorities to find the body spoke, asking to remain anonymous. The source said she contacted the Department of Child and Family Services several times in the last few months because Staples was allegedly saying strange things about her son. Uh, she said Staples told her on January 3rd that Christmas would never be the same again. Her call to DCFS on July 25th prompted a welfare check, which ultimately resulted in the police finding Zion's body. Staples appeared in court last Friday and is being held on a half-million-dollar bond, preliminary hearing set for whatever. She has... Horrible. She had two daughters, right? I didn't read anything about two daughters. Yeah, she had two daughters. Okay, well... That's horrible. The, uh, I mean, I don't know how you conceal the smell either. I, whatever. Stay tuned. We'll keep y'all updated on it. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more health issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step -step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Now, my dog, Phoebe, is the queen of our house, and I can tell you that her health is extremely important to us. She is a part of our family. I watched the video, y'all, and I was amazed by the things I didn't know that could impact your dog's health. This 20-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com slash RLRC and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com slash R-L-R-C. Hey, y'all. My wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause. Hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried Hormone Harmony. 
She was amazed at how much hormone harmony reduced her symptoms and supported her mood and her general well-being. Hormone harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon. Women cannot stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. But it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep and feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code RLRC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RLRC for 15% off today. So as Jim mentioned earlier, my Shark Week report and the story of cocaine sharks was such an epic fail that I have to admit I've been in a little bit of a funk since then. Story choices are a critical piece of this show, and I just really shit the bed on that one, and I want to offer my sincere apologies to the audience. I haven't felt this bad about a story since I endured the audience attack following the teacher fight club story I did back in April. So I've been thinking about, well, what I can possibly do to make it up to y'all. And sometimes as co-hosts here at Real Life Real Crime Daily, we lean on each other for advice. And I've been so forlorn about this that I turned to Jim for help. I wanted to know how he goes about choosing his recommendations for his What I'm Watching segment. Jim said, it's pretty straightforward. I just look at the stuff I've been watching, which is either porn, a serial killer biography, or a famous disaster documentary. And since I don't feel it's appropriate to recommend porn to our listeners, I just flip a coin between the serial killer bio and the disaster doc. Oh, my God. Clearly, Serial killer docs are good. Yeah. Clearly, the leaning on your co-host for advice thing doesn't work every time. Still starved for inspiration. I was deleting a bunch of stuff off my DVR when I looked over the channel guide and saw it. Released in 2011 and filmed primarily in the fall of 2010 in, in Louisiana around the Arklatex and at Cotto Lake. The story is about seven Tulane students who post a who plan a post-finals weekend celebration at Lara Palski's uh, lake house. Sarah Palski is played by Sarah Paxton, who you might remember from Return to Halloween or Sleepover. The weekend celebration is ruined when Malik, played by Cinqua Walls, is attacked while wakeboarding. That's right, attacked while wakeboarding in a lake by a shark. What better way for me to make up for my disastrous Shark Week recommendation than to recommend a movie that's about making a movie designed to outdraw Shark Week, documenting people getting eaten by sharks and filmed in Louisiana? What, uh, for the record, Caddo Lake is freshwater. And it's Caddo, not Caddo? Yeah. <laughs> There's no sharks in it, like. There is in this movie. <laughs> Maybe an alligator? I know it sounds too good to be true, 
But just listen to this clip. What is this? Well, I know it's not good etiquette, but I'm going to answer your question with the question. What is cable television's longest-running programming event? Last year alone, it was watched by over 20 million viewers. Shark Week, loser. And a few of those 20 million want to watch the real hardcore shit you can't get on basic cable. And we're willing to bet that they'll pay top dollar for it. You're sick. That was Donald Logue. He's a Canadian actor sometimes compared with Kevin Costner, unveiling the heinous plot of this film. He's the sheriff, and he's teamed up with a couple of locals to infest the lake with man-eaters, all of them equipped with GoPro cameras on their dorsal fins to capture all the carnage that will make their movie bigger than Shark Week. Spoiler alert, earmuffs if you're too enthralled at this point and don't want to hear this, but for the rest of you, the bad guys didn't understand that Nick, played by Dustin Milligan, of me, well, him, her fame, is secretly in, in love with Sarah, and there's nothing he won't do to save her. Nothing. The movie is called Shark Night 3D, and Rotten Tomatoes called it, quote, awful on every, on nearly every level, and gave it a 19% score. But I'm inverting that score. That's right. Shark Night 3D gets a 91 score on the agometer. Why? Because it's got sharks, it's got girls in hot bikinis, it's got fast boats, it's got drinking, it's got blood, it's got shark attacks in three fucking D. I rest my case. You can all thank me later. And the crime in that is? Responding to the crime I committed earlier in my Shark Week, Cocaine Sharks. Excellent. About as much crime as the Otter episode had, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. The... um, do you still have to get the three D glasses for three D movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it you won't quite get the three D experience out of it, but you. I figured this was something everyone around here knew about because it all got filmed here. You don't never remember this movie? It. Never heard of it. I'm actually not kidding. It's it's very entertaining. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> damn very, sure I'm never going to watch it. It's a very entertaining movie, much better than Cocaine Sharks. So. Yeah. Uh, let me know if you watch it. Interesting. People. You should watch it. You can now take off that belt and move freely around the cabin. It's a mile high crime Wednesday. Mile high time. And we're gonna go we're gonna go across what are they doing this week? The world. Yeah, we're well, gonna go to India. And operatives oh. of the national Hey, you stepping on Mike's territory. Not yeah. sanctioned for India. <laughs> Between that and otters, I'm in a lot of trouble. That will be a lot going on in the next board meeting. Uh, Operatives of the National Drug Law Enforcement Agency have arrested a fake couple for ingesting 184 uh, wraps of cocaine weighing 3.3 kilograms and concealing uh, several uh, grams of it in the woman's private parts her her virginia that's 6.6 pounds people Mm -hmm. cocaine we're gonna get into that they were purportedly going for medical treatment in india the two suspects were intercepted at the screening terminal of the international airport while attempting to board an ethiopian airline flight to india 
Though their travel documents showed consistency in their names and depict them as a couple, an investigation revealed that they are not a couple. After raising suspicion by appearing nervous, a gate attendant decided to subject them to a body scan. The scan confirmed both ingested drugs as a result of which they were later placed on what they call excretion observation. Mm, that's put it. They put you in a cell with nothing. Uh, Give you a bunch of Miralax. Yep. And you <laughs> shit it out. Yeah. Bunch of K-O-P-E-T-A-T-E. Uh, so a subsequent investigation revealed that the passengers were not a couple and that they obtained travel documents with the same surname to basically fool the security check people into thinking they were a couple. Uh, the female later gave her real name to the agents. And during the interview, she confessed she was recruited by her church. Uh, where she lives. She said further, she's a divorcee, and the man whom she was traveling with is not her husband, but connected only for the purpose of the illicit drug business trip. So, after the arrest, a thorough search conducted on her led to the discovery of a big-size wrap of cocaine that weighed 100 grams that she inserted in her vagina. 28 grams an ounce, so almost three ounces. That's it. She stated she was promised $5,000 upon successful delivery of the drugs to India. Her male accomplice, he excreted a total of 82 separate bags of cocaine with a gross gross weight of 1.8 kilos in five excretions. Two point, that's pound and a half. That dude was loaded. Yeah. Literally. Literally. She eventually, meaning the fee, the female accomplice, excreted 101 separate bags and four excretions, excluding... Yeah, they they ex- all, one of them didn't break in their fucking stomach yeah. and kill them. Excluding what was recovered from her vagina. All told, the cocaine she was carrying had a weight of 1.5 kilos. God, did, That's three that pounds. come out rapid fire, or is it... I don't know. But, no, this was four and five excretions. So, yeah, but so, the, the, but are they like you know? It can't oh, feel good. Though. Well, that, I mean, how are you even confidence going to happen? Oh, that's uh, hey, that's a shitty job. I never had to collect that. And <laughs> weigh it. I wonder if they weigh. Hey, back in the day when like if you had a meth lab and you had the um the liquid in the container, you weighed the container and everything and put it in your report, right? Yeah. Very charge. I wonder if they weighed the shit on the outside of the balloons, or did they? Wash it off. God. <laughs> so I guess they do cocaine in India too. Yeah. 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 Well, there you go. That's yeah. your mile high crime. Wow. Holy shit. Legitimately. <laughs> you can now take off that crazy. Yeah, man. That's for five grand at that. Uh, I'm thinking that ain't worth it. I mean, I can't imagine anywhere they could send you on vacation in India and make five grand worth it. Oh, yeah. Uh oh. Time for Kinky Crimes Crimes on Wednesday. And I'm very familiar uh, with Kingwood, Texas, y'all. My brother lived there until recently. But a Kingwood, Texas couple was awakened early Friday morning by, wait for it, a naked man standing over their bed. Hey. Home security video capture the man who was wearing only shoes a face mask, and a ball cap. He tried, <laughs> he tried to break. I wonder if it was one of those Kenny Powers masks he was selling out of his trunk in the park lot at high school. He, tra- um, 
He tried to break into other homes before making his way to Heather Dumas's residence. It's very unnerving to wake up and see anyone standing there, never mind in full nudity, Dumas said. It happened around 3.25 a.m., and she said she nudged her boyfriend, Jason Graham, awake. Graham then chased the man down the stairs and outside into the woods. It's just incredible that someone is that bold to be able to come into the house. I really believe this is some type of sexual predator uh, <laughs> or perpetrator, Graham you said. Think? The couple believes the man stole Dumas' purse, a photo of her college-aged daughter, and her daughter's bra. Wow. He rummaged through drawers, they said. They are not sure. I'm sure they mean dresser drawers, y'all, not panty drawers. They are not sure how he got in or how long he had been in the house. Neighbors on Timberlark Drive reviewed home security cameras and found a number of videos of the intruder in their neighborhood starting around 2.18 a.m., about an hour before the intrusion. The couple fears he was inside their house for about that long. Videos show him checking the front doors of several homes. It appears when he could not get into the one house, he rubbed his genitals on the car to the driveway before moving on. So he teabagged the car. He teabagged his car because he can't. (laughs) Think that's going to do damage to the car? Well, well, he just did something for himself. On Monday afternoon, friends distributed flowers, alerting residents, and asking for any additional video of the teabagger. If your car has been teabagged in the last week, please. Houston police are investigating. The couple wants everyone to be aware. We need to get him off the street. He needs help, and this is not normal, you think. Um, the intruder, believed to be in his 20s, is described as tall with a thin build, and he is white and pale with dark brown or black hair. Is not He's getting known to go by the name of Ago. <laughs> no, just teasing the last part. So. Look, they don't uh, they don't give a scrotum description on that. No, I don't know, but uh, rubbing uh, tea bag in a car is just fucking classic. And, and, and Still, and brothers, look, I'm a tea bag. You don't say. The best thing about this is there is an actual video that I watched, and and we want to thank Lisa Marks who actually Lisa sent Marks me this Morris story. Love, by the way, yeah. Now. Yeah, so uh, that is your the, uh, kinky crime. So, yeah, it was Beth from Midlands Vinyl. They do all the different rap stuff. They could, Beth, you could have wrapped that car and saved the paint from being touched by the hairy bubblegum. Oh, my goodness. That was a good one. How about some banjos? Banjo time. I'm listening to What? You got a long got a version. New you got the intro. extended version. Yes, what? I finally got around to downloading the extended version. Oh, extended version. Now, Aga, you got you to take back some of the shit you said it's, about it. Uh, That's uh, right. I'll take back uh, making fun of how ball. you say growing or whatever whatever it is. Um, <laughs> growing. <laughs> I don't understand that one. I, I, I understood it the third time I heard him this morning. Um, okay, so today's Dumb Criminals episode answers the question, can you be a dumb criminal if you don't get caught? Um, so, yeah. Like when I said David Anthony Burns got arrested 37 times, that was probably uh, 337 times he didn't get arrested. Okay, there you go. So the resounding answer to the question is yes, you can. And let me tell you how. A trucker in Montana picked up a load of 35,000 pounds of raw chicken mm. and decided to kidnap it. 
Nice. According to law enforcement officials, the driver sent an anonymous text to the bosses at Dixie River Freight demanding a ransom for the safe return of the chicken. There you go. The company, however, had no interest in negotiating. They don't negotiate with chicken terrorists and told the chicken napper to pound chicken gizzards and made him no offer. (laughs) So the trucker took the load worth about $80,000 and parked it in a Flying J truck stop. When the container was found a few days later, the load had spoiled. No arrests were made. He never got a dime for it. Right. I'm, I'm sure they, that wasn't tops on their list going back and reviewing lot lizards and stuff on the video. Right. Well, that's it. That's a shame. $80,000 worth of chicken that uh, he didn't find a way to get rid of. So dumb. didn't get caught, dumb. but dumb as shit. Still dumb. Who the fuck's going to try to blast my chicken? That's a big close. What? Big, Think about that. Big, Wait, big, big close, oh. Jim. Thank you, God. I shouldn't have made fun of you, but that's right. Calling. I'm sorry. They stole. They stole what? what? It's bad. What they steal? It's bad. I, I missed. Have no idea. I missed this. I've, segment I've missed. They stole what? We had so many WT. That dude stole around. chicken and tried to blackmail somebody for it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> like, go fuck yourself. That chicken is interesting, dude. <laughs> go pound that's, gizzards. That's exactly, exactly right. How about a forklift? And actually, this story it does have a sad uh, ending to it, so we're we're not going to make too much fun of it. But the man did steal a forklift, and a Maryland man has been arrested and charged after he stole that forklift from a home improvement store, a Home Depot probably, right. uh, and used it to run down a seventy-three-year-old woman, according Damn. to investigators. Bryce. Uh, Brown, 20 years old, broke into a Lowe's, actually, home improvement store and stole the forklift on Sunday. Police say he rammed the forklift through the back gates of the store and then drove over to a nearby Home Depot parking lot and drove the piece of equipment into the car of Gloria Pinky, who was having a nap in her vehicle. Pinky, startled, exited the car and began to run away. Brown followed her, struck her with the forklift and ran over her and then stole the victim's car and fled. Police said Pinky was found dead when officers investigating the Lowe's burglary noticed the forklift near the Home Depot and went to investigate. Later that day, after following leads, authorities said they found the vehicles, uh, the victim's vehicle near Brown's home. Police said Pinky and Brown did not know each other. Brown has been charged with first-degree murder, second-degree assault, theft, and other related charges, and he's being held without bail. Crazy, crazy. All over stealing a forklift. I don't get it. Horrible. They just taking a nap. They stole what? They stole what? Stole a forklift. It's crazy. Before we go, Jim, we got to give him a shout-out. All you lifers, Lifer. we made the finals in every category yesterday. Hey, People's Choice man. Podcast Awards. Yes, yes, yes. So look, y'all. I think how many millions did you say voted? Ten million, 10 according million. to their Twitter. Ten million and voted. Eighteenth uh, year, eighteenth so annual. We, when you signed up, they asked you, "Did you want to be a finalist judge?" And check the box. If you did, they're only taking like twenty thousand. Of those people selected randomly, so y'all check your emails this week, and uh, if you get it, send us a picture. I'd like to see it. Um, and we 
Did, yeah, check your spam folders too. Real life for crime under Adam Curry's People's Choice Award. Real life for crime under Best Male Host. Um, Bloody Angola, first time Bloody ever. Jim history category under history. And real life for crime under drama and storytelling. And real life for crime under best true crime. And also, not going to fail to mention our girl Kelly Jennings Kelly with Unspeakable Jennings. made the final. T- Top ten in uh, true crime, also. So, congratulations to her, y'all. Congrats, on Kelly. For you can, and we appreciate y'all. Hey, we knew it took a minute, and we've been fortunate enough. We won four last year, which is two more than anybody's ever won in one night. And just thank y'all. We're already winners, and we love and appreciate each and every one of you. That's right, and uh, that real honor. Award really show is. means the most to us because. You, the fans, the listeners, vote on it. It's not a panel of people that don't know us. It's a panel of people that listen to us every day. And And again, up against the biggest shows. That's right. That's right. So with that, any uh, final thoughts? Um, We do want to mention ourrescue.org. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Help get in the fight and human trafficking. And uh, and check out ourrescue.org for information on how and you We can forgot help. to say in our opening, boys, I don't know if y'all are sleeping or whatever, but happy hump day. Yeah, it is hump day. Any more humping going on, Mike? Well, this is birthday week. Oh, so for, it's, for you, Miss Jerry. It's, uh, it's Jerry Ann's birthday on Thursday. Well, you happy, so, happy birthday. birthday. But she's been, she's been up in Jackson taking care of her folks. We're oh, gonna, yeah, I get that. Going to move them out of their house into a place. So it's, uh, it's, it's, time, close. it's time for that. Yeah. So I, I get it. Uh, I get it's it. been a tough week for her. So. Well, I love to miss Jerry. We love her. She's awesome. That's right. And until next time. Hey, real I'm, quick. The, Beth just message said, I'm live on TikTok, TikTok now, actually getting people to download the podcast. And I told y'all to cool. check it out. It's just a, another cool life from South Carolina. And, I mean, how cool is that? They they do their lives and they sell whatever. But That's great. Yeah. They, they, it's us. They're Absolutely. listening to us. Yes. And all of her fans are listening to us. So let's take a picture real quick. Send her. Y'all don't mind, huh? Mm-mm. Get in the picture, Jim. I'm trying. Get in the picture, Mike. The lay on the table. All right. So anyway, love all y'all. Thank you. We love all lifers. You rock. All right. And until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Your host of Real Life, Real Crime Daily. Peace. Peace. Angela Thomas. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.